0: How are you doing today? I am doing alright. Better than it was last week at this time. Why is that? I uh, came down a little cold. Actually, it wasn't that bad on Friday. Saturday, miserable. Saturday morning, like 2-3 o'clock in the morning, like most miserable. Daggers in the throat, couldn't swallow, couldn't fall back asleep. It was miserable. Do you have COVID? Nope, no COVID. How do you know? Three negative tests. <laughs> okay. Oh, this, this espresso is not bad. Lavender syrup, right? Is that the sweeten it up? Is that what you did? It'll sweeten it up. It also gives it that lavender uh, you know, flavor. I don't know. But yeah, all right. sweet. A little lavender-y. It's okay. It's not
1: bad. It's, it doesn't replace caramel, but or caramel, however you say it. Um, all right. So we're going to finish our discussion on immunity. Mm-mm. right?
0: Yeah. You excited? Wish we would have done it before last week and then we would have skipped this cold. <laughs> we said <laughs> We uh we, we said that we'd spend a year talking about immunity. Uh But here we are, twenty twenty three. Two years later. Wait. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. It, Almost 2022. It's coming up.
1: Don't, you need to slow down.
0: Okay, so let's talk
1: about um some additional micronutrients, some trace elements that we typically get. What do we um,
0: talk about already before this,
1: we've talked about every vitamin and its role in the immune system and how it specifically affects the immune system. So today we're going to discuss uh, the minerals, certain minerals that affect one's immunity as well. and then we'll talk about some other like compounds called uh, polyphenols that will affect you know, specifically flavonoids. But um, we'll finish this series off with this discussion. And then, or PSA, that's, that's the way I like to see this PSA. Um, and then from there, we'll, uh, we'll go into a new topic. And I think the next topic is uh, bone healing. Yeah. And, and it's going to be a little bit more, um, it's going to be a little simpler, simpler. We're going to simplify it. We're going to uh, compound it. We're going to talk about what a physical therapist can do for you, or, or just medicine in general. What can medicine do for you? And what can you do for yourself from a nutritional perspective as far as um, helping your help helping to facilitate the healing phases of a bone from a fracture? How does that sound? That sounds great. Sounds good? Okay. Yeah. All right. So the first step that we want to talk about, you, you know, I saw this picture. I really wanted us to hang it up, but I think we need to put it on the table. I, I mm-hmm. love it on the table.
0: It's hilarious. Okay. If it's going to distract you the rest of the time without it on the table? Well, you, you put it up. Put it exactly where you said you were going to put it.
1: Yeah. That's funny. Just. <laughs> Everybody loves Tiger King. We might as well. Might as well exploit it. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, um, all right. So now. So let's talk about iron. All right. Let's talk about what iron can do for you, okay. uh, and why it's beneficial for one's immune system, and why it may help you overcome a viral infection, a bacterial infection, inflammation, and uh, uh, how how it may uh, um, the deficiency of that of that nutrient may impact your health. Do you have any anything to any thoughts about iron that that you know
0: of? Well. Um... In the last Avengers movie, Iron Man died, so he didn't do a lot of good for him at the end of the world. In fact, what was it, half of the world died in that movie? You think, Do you think he died from um, hemochromatosis? It might have been. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't really say. Um, I mean, he looked like he had like, iron in his yeah, blood vessel. It wasn't, wasn't, right? wasn't good. Okay. But um, otherwise, exactly. I mean, iron... Why does it, it, you know, we affect the blood, the red blood cells, uh, helps to probably carry, Are you, what do you, are you going to go ahead and tell us? You're doing, doing a, you're doing a fantastic job.
1: No, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, it's one of the principal ingredients for the red blood cell. You can have a red blood cell without iron, but if you do, you're going to have a difficult time, uh, having oxygen latch onto that red blood cell. Oxygen is an essential nutrient for every piece of metabolism through your body if you need your body to function and you're not you're not getting oxygen then you have an issue and this is one of the primary concerns with people that smoke smoking uh basically pulls in carbon dioxide carbon dioxide has an affinity for the um, red blood cell as well uh, with the iron it has a stronger affinity when i say affinity i mean like an attraction so it'll bind. It'll The iron will be attracted to the carbon dioxide, and the carbon dioxide will bind itself to the iron. And it's got a stronger connection, or attraction, or compound bind, than oxygen. And it's very difficult for your body to unlatch the carbon dioxide from the iron. That being said, carbon dioxide has a half-life, meaning that it takes your body three to four hours, every three to four hours, to take the carbon dioxide off of the iron. And essentially what happens is, the red blood cell has to go to your spleen, your spleen has to uncouple it. And then it does that, so it can make new red blood cells and push it through your body so you can have oxygen. But if you're smoking every three to four hours, you're diminishing the amount of oxygen that's available to the tissues of your body. And this is why Tissues will starve. They'll undergo ischemia, meaning they starve, essentially, right. nutrients, predominantly oxygen, and therefore they can't function, they die. So this is why smoking increases your risk for any type of orthopedic problem that's out there. Mm-hmm. Because now your body is more vulnerable to injury and tearing and breaking and crumbling and all that kind of stuff due to lack of oxygen. So it's very important that if you smoke, to stop smoking, because now you're allowing your body to take in oxygen and be available to the tissues in your body. That's simplified, okay? That being said, iron is used uh, for the immune system as well. And and we'll just go over that a little bit. So one of the things it does is it will affect your innate immunity. The innate immunity is the immune uh, system portion that you inherit from your mother okay so it's what you're born with and there's these these things called cytokines cytokines are uh, little proteins that the immune system uh, makes and they either cause inflammation or they calm down inflammation and they have an activity to basically start the healing process and quelch or destroy any type of infection that's available iron helps regulate that it, it helps your immune system regulate the production and the activity the action of the cytokines it, it helps the cytokines uh, regulate its chemotaxis or cytotoxic ability just meaning it helps it regulate this, the, the damage that it can cause to foreign particles as well as to self I see a question looming mm. over there am i boring you already nope so iron in the wake of covid one of the things that we heard about over and over was cytokine storms right right and this breaching overwhelming inflammation that occurred from a cytokine storm well iron can help regulate that and, and one of the nutrients that we talked about a lot when it came to COVID it was not just vitamin D,
0: but zinc. Right. Okay. Tell me what they meant by the cytokine storm. Cytokine storm, you know, what? what is that? Okay. So COVID would enter
1: through your nasal passages, through the throat, through your respiratory tract. Mm-hmm. Remember we talked about the respiratory tract uh, inside the body has a, a mucosal lining, and in that mucosa, you have certain antibodies, IgA, IgG, okay? And what their job is, uh, and then you also have immune cells, and there too, known as Treg cells. So this is a part of the immune system that's adaptive, that you develop as you get older, mature. These T cells become Treg cells, which live in the mucosa, and they identify whether... It, this protein or this particle is a part of self, or is it something that could potentially hurt me? And then they attack, okay? And in attacking, they release antibodies like IgA and IgG. What the cytokines would do with those immune cells, they also release cytokines that would lead to inflammation or calm down inflammation. They would lead to swelling or they would calm down the swelling, all right? Well, if you get an overproduction of cytokines, remember, like half of them are pro-inflammatory, the other half are anti-inflammatory. Inflammation is uh, the second stage of tissue healing, and it doesn't matter if you have a cut or if you have an infection. If you have an infection, you're going to undergo some, some some of the stages of tissue healing. The second stage being inflammation. That... that is driven by the amount of cytokines that's released that promotes the inflammation. That's important because inflammation causes you to have a fever or to raise the local temperature of that area. That's important because that kills foreign particles. When you have all those cytokines come in, it also drives in a bunch of water, fluid, swelling. We Mm. also call it edema, which is important because that edema carries other things with it, like growth factors, stem cells, other types of hormones. And what it also does is it limits that swelling that increases the pressure of the area. It limits your ability to move or to use that part of your body so you minimize the damage. So in other words, it's like a self-splint, okay? So when you have a cytokine storm, you have this overproduction, you have this reaction of the immune system to a foreign particle COVID or the coronavirus. It produces all these cytokines that come in to attack that virus. And in doing so, it creates a strong, a lot of uh, inflammation. And then that drives mm-hmm. in a lot of swelling, which causes that edema, pulmonary edema, mm-hmm. respiratory edema. And if you have that, it
0: gets harder to breathe. So the cytokine storm affects and brings in the edema to the lungs, to the airways, hence... You know, bogging you down. There's hence respiratory infection, hence right. respiratory failure or difficulty
1: breathing. So in the lungs, in, the, in the, the, the lungs, the lining of the lung, you have what's called alveoli. Alveoli are just little sacs, mm-hmm. okay? And that's where your oxygen is, is taken in. Your capillaries run the blood through those alveoli, and that's where oxygen comes in and attaches to the, the iron. At the same time, the carbon uh, monoxide, I'm sorry, carbon dioxide. I said carbon dioxide earlier. Yeah. That's not correct. Carbon monoxide is what you get from smoking. Carbon monoxide is what attaches to iron, okay? And that's what impairs your ability to have the oxygen attached to it. So when the blood comes through the lungs, carbon dioxide is is pushed out into the airway airspace of the lungs, which will then be breathed out when you expire Oxygen is sucked in through inspiration, and it's sucked in through the alveoli, which is then attached to the iron and carried on in the blood. But if you have, if you're a smoker, the carbon monoxide is now attached to the iron. And as the carbon monoxide goes through the lungs, it can't uncouple itself. And so you can't absorb oxygen. Exactly. You don't get the oxygen, and now you're in trouble. Until that red blood cell goes to the spleen, where it's broken down, okay, and then a new blood cell is made. But again, if you're smoking every,
0: you know, couple of hours, which most people smoke more than every couple of hours, right, every thirty minutes, and that's for some people still being generous that smoke every ten minutes, five minutes, right.
1: Now you have a limited capacity of red blood cells that can carry or bind oxygen and carry oxygen to the tissues. For normal metabolic and biological processes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So again, I want to correct myself. I said carbon dioxide earlier. It's not carbon dioxide. It's carbon monoxide. Okay. Which is also what kills you if you leave the car running in a closed garage. Right. Okay. That. Okay. So that being said, you get cytokines drive in. They increase inflammation. That brings in some edema, some swelling into the lungs. That water covers the alveoli now it's very difficult for the oxygen that's in the air to be taken up by the alveoli and pushed into the blood supply so now you're going to have a little bit a harder time of breathing yeah. does that make sense that makes sense and therefore you have respiratory you have difficulty with respiration and therefore you know early on in covid maybe you need to be on the ventilator because you had a difficult time exchanging oxygen and carbon dioxide for the body okay so Iron is important for controlling the production and action of the cytokines. Got it. Okay. It also increases the, the immune cell's ability to destroy and eat uh, in foreign invaders like bacteria like viruses. So in that way, it can act as a, a component of an antiviral or an antibacterial treatment. All right. It, it helps your immune cell make and differentiate T cells. There's a whole bunch of T cells are part of your adaptive system. It's what you develop as you get older. Those T cells do a number of things, and there's different types of T cells, like the Treg cell we talked about in the mucosal lining. The iron helps not only produce more T cells, but also helps differentiate them. It allows the T cell, it increases the T cell's ability to have its, uh, to destroy foreign invaders. So it increases its cytotoxic function. All right. It helps neutrophils. All right. Which is another portion of the adaptive immune system. It helps neutrophils, uh, produce reactive oxygen species to fight pathogens. We've talked about, oxidation before, reactive oxygen species, there's also reactive nitrogen species. This is important because these two things, what they do is you release an oxygen molecule, the oxygen is missing an electron, the electron, uh, the oxygen that's floating around or the nitrogen that's missing the electron, they need to get an electron so they feel like they're a hole, in other words. What they'll do is they'll steal it from your cell membrane. The cell membrane is the skin of your cells, all right? Mm -hmm. If it steals an electron, that causes a cascade of electrons that are lost through the membrane, okay? And then what happens is the cell membrane is destroyed and the cell dies because Mm -hmm. of this this reaction oxygen species. We call these, in layman's terms, they're known as free radicals, all right? So they're not good, but they destroy anything. They don't, dis- they don't discriminate. It's not just your cell, they'll also destroy a virus or a bacteria. And your immune system uses this as a tool to basically destroy bacteria or virus or protozoa or anything else that's microbial to keep you safe. And that's what iron helps you with. It's also an essential element for the development and the differentiation of your skin of your epithelial layers the layers of your uh, of your body why is that important why do you think that's important
0: what do you think skin offers well skin is a barrier from all of the all the uh, virus and bacteria outside of our body perfect absolutely perfect that's right so so iron helps with that, with
1: the growth and the development and differentiation of your epithelial layers. Um, it's also a critical element of enzymes that that assist uh, immune cells. So if you don't have enough iron, you don't have enough enzymes. Your immune cells have a difficult time functioning. It, um, so iron is used to fight bacteria, virus. It's used, it's considered uh, to also increase one's antioxidant uh, activity. So, is it considered antioxidant? I've never heard that before in my studies, but I came across some literature that said yeah. And it increases antioxidant activity. Pretty important, right? Yeah, that's, that's an important one. So, after all that, what do you think happens if you don't have enough iron?
0: Well, your cytokines can run amok, your skin can break down, get infections through the skin, penetrating the body, cytokines go haywire, oxygen's not being distributed throughout the body, pretty much instant death. <laughs> and you melt like the wicked witch, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. No,
1: exactly, if you're deficient in iron, you're gonna have, you're gonna, uh, aside from anemia, you're gonna have a hard time with energy production. But when it comes to the immune system, you have an increased risk of infection, in particular, an increased infection, uh, uh, an increased risk of infection for respiration. So you have increased risk for respiratory infections. What was COVID? Bad news. Bad news. And it was a respiratory infection, primarily. Right. All right it was a cardiorespiratory infection. Uh, so meaning that it would infect the respiratory system and then it would have a uh, Some, we're starting to understand it a little bit better, but it it would have a perplexing effect on your cardiovascular system and on your respiratory system. That being said, if you don't have enough iron, you have an increased risk for respiratory infection. And pneumonia is still one of the largest killers in the world. Pneumonia is a respiratory infection. Right. Okay. Good to move on? Move on. All right. Copper. We're gonna go from iron to copper. How's that sound? Okay. All right. What do you think copper does? Or have you ever thought about? Oh, I, I haven't.
0: Never thought of it. No. You ever tried the braces for your knee and stuff like that to see if it helped? Um. I don't know if I have. I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I've I've used some of the other, the titanium bracelet, this and that, or necklace, but. You know, nothing nothing to speak of there for, for helping out. Well let me ask you this. You
1: ever had like deli meat or you made like a steak or something and it's you know, it's been a little while since you've like cooked it or it's uh, it's raw and you haven't made it yet and it's set out in your refrigerator for a while. And you start to see this copper glow. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Copper. That's copper. That's right. That was what he guess. Yeah. And then, have you ever seen the meat when it starts to turn a little greenish? Yeah. Yeah, like Earth's a shiny green. mostly. Yeah. That's the oxidation of copper. Okay. Very similar to the Statue of Liberty, which was made out of copper. Okay. Okay, so you oxidize copper, it starts to turn green. Does that mean... Mm. Yeah. Does that mean that the, the meat is no good? No. I, I mean, it depends on how long it's been sitting out,
0: and if there's anything else growing on it, but... They usually just save it for Saint Patty's Day and serve it up as uh, St. Patty's Day dinner. Right. It's supposed to be green. <laughs> that's
1: what I've been eating all this time. So yeah, make some right. make those
0: Irish egg rolls.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, roast beef has a high has a high amount of copper in it and when you slice it and it sits out in the air a little bit, oxygen interacts, oxidizes it, and that's what you see. So that being said copper is essential for the body copper is a huge cofactor for enzymes and for for a number of biological processes and metabolic processes that occur as far as the immune system is concerned it helps with uh enzymatic processes for certain things like it, it it helps neutrophils eat break down and eat gobble up foreign particles virus, bacteria, protozoa, it doesn't matter, whatever it is, microbial, it'll eat it, okay? It increases interleukin-2 production. Now those are part of the immune system, the innate immune system, and those uh, uh, basically help you break down foreign particles or anything that looks like it might be an enemy, and then it, it eats it up and then it gets rid of it, okay? It increases the T your T cells. So it allows the T-cells to basically produce, make more of itself. It also increases your antibody production. Think about that. You got sick, your body needs to make antibodies. If you don't have enough copper, you're not making antibodies. Mm -hmm. You're not making antibodies, you're not fighting off whatever infection that you may have or that you had at one time, and therefore you have a stronger likelihood of suffering from that infection.
0: Well, that sounds terrible no it's not good we uh, so I don't think we mentioned it because or it sounds like these things are heavy metals iron copper yeah so far yeah so we're obviously not out there chipping away and swallowing pennies but where are we getting our copper where are we getting our iron from yeah that's a great question uh, you can get it from a number
1: of sources. You can get it from your veggies, you can get it from your fruit, not to the uh, degree that you can from other sources. You can get it from beans and legumes, seeds and nuts, but you're primarily going to get it from animal products that are meat-based. Your best source is most likely fatty fish and shellfish. Okay. And because they're available in those substances, as well as a number of other nutrients and vitamins, they work in a synergistic effect, meaning they work together to do the same things. Okay. Okay. So when you're talking about the immune system, uh, these, these nutrients will aid and assist something like vitamin C or vitamin E. If you need to make new collagen, if you don't have enough copper, no matter how much vitamin C you have or how much protein you have, if you don't have enough copper, iron, or zinc, you will not be able to make yourself new collagen. So that's one of many metabolic processes or biological processes that occur that require these nutrients together to, to get the job done. You can find it in your organ meats. You can find them in all forms of, of meat. I knew you were going to say the organ meats. Now, organ meats, fatty fish, shellfish, the most nutrient-dense foods for humans in the world. But it doesn't mean you can't get them from... Other sources like fruits and vegetables, and there are some in grains as well, especially when they're uh, fortified. Ooh. Okay, moving on. A copper will also help activate cytokine activity and chemokine activity. Okay. Okay. Chemokine, that's different. Chemokines are chemical compounds used by the immune system to break apart foreign particles. Okay. All right, and just basically in context of that, the copper is used to improve your. Your, your immunological response by helping it with cytotoxic and um, chemokine activity. Okay, okay. C- cytotoxic cell death. Okay, chemokines, cell death, basically. And those are products that your um, immune system will produce to destroy those foreign invaders. Macrophages will use copper, copper to fight infectious agents. So the the cool thing is that copper can be found in certain organelles of of cells that is released to to prevent infection or destroy infection. You're not impressed. Go on. Okay. Go on. Not only is not only does the cell hold the copper, but it uses it to protect itself from foreign invaders. As like well. a shield, like a shield, a copper shield. That's right. Yeah, it increases natural killer cell activity. Now we're talking. Yeah, it's badass, right? Natural yeah. killer. Yeah. It, it. It has this intrinsic antimicrobial property, and that's what I mean. Um, it retards. Okay, like hangover, retard, it retards go from highs to lows. Microbial infections, (laughs) which prevents infection. And that's why it's important. Uh, Copper will work with zinc, and we can talk about zinc next, to form an enzyme, a key enzyme, that's used in the defense against reaction oxygen species. So that enzyme is called superoxide, I'm sorry, Superoxide dismutase. This is a very important enzyme that the immune system uses to break down wow. uh, infectious agents and and to uh, protect them. One more time. Now, What's it called? Superoxide dismutase. Superoxide dismutase. Yes, and zinc and copper both are needed to make that. Okay. For your body to use it. Okay. All right. Two key holders.
0: Mm-hmm. Zinc.
1: Zinc, and copper. Zinc and copper. It kind of sounds like
0: sunblock. Wow. Okay. Go on. Yeah, I mean, I was just gonna say, uh, I hate that stuff. Well, this is for, this is... This is the kind of drink that... This is the kind that's not like
1: polluted with like silver nitrate and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. No. So anyway, let's move on. <sighs> Copper in of itself, and don't forget, the cells will actually hold an accumulation of copper within its organelles to protect itself from foreign invaders, like a shield. Uh, and then also, like it'll like use it to retard the infection. But it's used as a free radical scavenger. Mm-hmm. So remember, we talked about you got this free oxygen species. Just think of this like burglar who's on the loose, can't find him, and he's just stealing electrons from cell membranes. Right. This guy is that lone wolf cop that goes out and finds that fucking guy, and says, "Not on my watch, asshole!" and takes him down. Good. All right. He's a dirty Harry. Okay. You know, you know who Dirty Harry is? Yeah. Uh, are you too
0: young for that? No, I know Dirty
1: Dirty Harry. Okay. It is important in maintaining intracellular antioxidant balance. So, in other words, it protects the uh, inside of the cell and protects the antioxidants that can be used from being oxidized. Antioxidants serve; they basically sacrifice themselves through oxidation, so that way the cell membrane is not oxidized itself. Okay? It increases antioxidant activity in that way. Because it protects the antioxidants, it increases antioxidant activity. It increases the function of your, of your entire adaptive immune system, the macrophages, the neutrophils, and the monocytes. Another enzyme that uses copper as an ingredient is called cytochrome C oxidase. And that is used for energy production and metabolism for the immune system. We talked about this idea of immune system metabolism or energy mm-hmm. it takes a lot of energy to fight off an infection it takes a lot of energy to, to heal so your immune system needs this energy production for itself and the b vitamins were the prime were played a primary role in energy metabolism of the immune system well apparently copper does as well because it is used to make enzymes that's needed for that energy production it's also used in another enzyme. No, no, we already covered that. Okay, so taking what, you, what we just discussed there, if you have a deficiency of copper, what do you think would happen? Or what do you think you're at risk of?
0: Well, I was, we uh, just getting sick, turning green. <laughs> that, that, this that's the first thought I had I'm like man probably you turn green like that Statue of Liberty
1: and that's, um, that's
0: the Hulk's problem we went from Iron Man yeah, to
1: the Hulk who turns green so yeah, I mean obviously he doesn't have enough copper mm-hmm. yeah. that's why he's so pissed off all the time well probably Yeah, he loves pennies <laughs> okay um, yeah you're right you just weaken your immune system, you're unable to, uh, you have less immune cells. energy. In your immune. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you also have less immune cells, period. Okay. If remember, it helps in the production of certain cells, like T cells, and neutrophils, and monocytes, and macrophages. Uh, and therefore, you're if you have less soldiers in the immune system, mm-hmm. and you have a weaker immune system
0: defense, you're more prone to, to getting sick. I wonder if I am low on copper right now. Why? I, I'm just, I feel pretty, pretty tired. Is it the lavender syrup in your uh, espresso? I don't think it's a lavender syrup. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, lavender is used to tell people. Well, that's true. Yeah. You but, give it to yourself. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think that would have been enough. I don't think that a couple drops of lavender would be mixed. We're mixing with espresso. You put a couple of drops in the I I saw the pot. You were making more than a couple of drops. Well, I didn't put a whole pot in there. Plus, the, the pot was, I mean, most of it was, was cooked out. Well, listen, it doesn't matter. Put your big boy pants on.
1: On a couple of times. Get into, get into the podcast. I'm in it. I'm in it, it. Stop crying about it. Okay. So, what uh, a lack of copper... So, a lack of copper is related to increased infection, increased skin, uh, sickness, because it, you have a weaker immune system. Bottom line. It also lead, can uh, promote or lead to thymus atrophy. Ooh. All right. Thymus is an organ that we all possess, and it can lead to atrophy of that that important immunological gland that we have. All right. All right. It, a lack of copper And remember, we talked about it helps with the production of immune cells and also the differentiation of those immune cells. Differentiation means its ability to change or mature or become another, a certain type of immune cell. Think of your immune system as like a military. You go into the army, well, you don't just have an army soldier. You do have your typical uh, army soldiers, you know, privates. You have commanders and generals and such, but you also have like green berets army rangers, snipers. And so that's what your immune system is doing. It's differentiating itself into specialized cells that can attack for specialized moments, all right? So if you don't have enough copper, your body has this altered uh, ability to differentiate the cells. So it alters what's called a phenotype profile of those immune cells. And therefore, they can't specialize in what they need to specialize in to help you stay healthy. This can occur in your blood, your bone marrow, and the lymphoid tissues. And therefore, it decreases your lymphocyte count and your phagocyte count. Whew. Bad stuff it just means you're going you're yeah. to get sick. That's the bottom line. All right. Zinc. Ready to go on the zinc? Mm-hmm. Another metal? Mm-hmm. All right. It, it, you know, we should have played some heavy metal.
0: Should have had some heavy metal intros for each one of these. Were you thinking that too? Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking that now. Oh yeah, it's not too late. I mean, I could I can fire up some metal here. Okay, do it real quick.
1: All right, let's get. It. You just hey, listen, just put your hand up and tell me when it's ready to go. Okay. You got it. Uh, just go, go. I'll, I'll do the hand up thing. Okay. All right. Zinc.
0: Well, I don't know. What do you, what do you know about zinc? Um. So zinc. I mean, we. we I won't say we all take, but we're we're pretty well aware that if you're feeling sick or starting to get sick or even to battle off getting sick or even being exposed to, to stay high on zinc. Um, I do have a bag of little zinc tablets. Whenever I do start to feel like, oh, something might be off or pop some of the zinc, see, hopefully that helps keep that immunity strong. When did you get them? Oh, well, it's been over probably a year now, and I don't think I've actually taken it. Did, did you get them
1: because of the attention they received from COVID? No. Okay. So we can talk about that relationship a little bit. Zinc was...
0: <laughs> I don't know. I just pulled this up. Sounds
1: very Zinc to me. Alright, I'm requesting Highly Suspect for Selenium when we move on, okay? Okay. Uh, So, you might as well find them. (coughs) Get it it ready to go. When we move on from Zinc, listen to some Highly Suspect. Okay, so... Zinc received a lot of attention, just like vitamin D did during the days of COVID. Right. Zinc... Uh, Was used for uh, as throat lozenges to help dampen one's uh, ability to transmit uh, uh, the COVID, the coronavirus. Okay, and also used as a way to basically enhance one's immunity so it could block the uh, um, the the infection from proliferating with one's throat or nasal passages and respiratory tract. And here's why. Well it does zinc has a huge effect in the immune system and is extremely vital. So it will literally protect your cells from oxidation uh-huh. okay So it blocks that free radical or that free oxygen species or free nitrogen species, free oxygen species from destroying that cell. It will increase your skin and mucosal membrane integrity. Again, it will increase the integrity of your skin, and the mucosal lining. What does that mean? So when you took that Zeke lozenger during mm-hmm. like you know COVID, what it did was it strengthened the mucosal lining of your nasal passages, to your throat, and your and your lungs, which basically provided a stronger barrier gate yeah. from the COVID from the coronavirus from entering your system and infecting you. That's why that was important. There's more. Uh, it increases cytokine release. So it, and it not only increases the cytokine release, but it will modulate the cytokine release as well, or the type of cytokines available. So it's going to help you with that tissue healing response, but it can also help you with an anti-inflammatory response as well through its modulation. It, and I want to emphasize that a bit more. So we talked about the cytokine storm, when we think about inflammation, but it modulates and regulates the amount of inflammation. Okay, so we wanna be cautious to say that it's very helpful in in that perspective. It can help T helper one cells. T helper one cells are differentiated T cells that we just talked about, all right? It activates T cells. This is the one thing a lot of people don't seem to understand. The white blood cell, T cell, which is a part of your adaptive immune system, it's just trotting on in the blood supply, but it doesn't know to attack something unless it's triggered or activated, right. all right? It's like that soldier, you know, that's driving the Hummer down the road, doesn't know to load the gun until he determines
0: there's a threat. And I think we had talked about this when we were talking about, was it vitamin D that yeah. helps to activate that signal? They all do. Okay.
1: They all do, and they all do it in, in, in synergy. They mm-hmm. all do it together. Okay. And, and not only does it activate that T-cell, it helps develop the T-cell, and then it def- helps differentiate that T-cell. All right? So it's like an upgrade. If you play a video game and you're playing Call of Duty, it's, it's the, the guy that basically says, oh, you need a grenade launcher or you need, like, you know, uh, uh, a semi-automatic, you know, machine gun or, or whatnot. All right. It decreases, this is the cool part, this is the antiviral effect that zinc has, all right? It decreases the replication of RNA viruses. Mm. All right. the, uh, so therefore, it can help block or prevent co- the uh, COVID virus. Interesting. This is really cool because what vaccine was pushed on the American public? mRNA vaccinations. Mm -hmm. Alright? Zinc helps um, uh, block or downgrade the replication of RNA viruses. So it has an antiviral effect. It increases that badass motherfucker natural killer killer cells. Mm -hmm. It helps increase their cytotoxic activity so it makes them more deadly. It makes... That Samuel L. L. Jackson natural killer cell do its motherfucking job. It plays a key role, a central role in the immune cell growth, development, and differentiation. I just wanted to highlight that again. It increases macrophage uh, phagocytic activity. Remember, phagocytic is the ability for it to literally, like Mm Pac-Man, take a bite, and then eat the thing, devour it. Okay, and then the macrophage travels through your lymphatic system, goes to uh, uh, oh, I'm, I'm missing the word. Um, dump site? no, well, it's like a dump site, yeah. Uh, oh, dang it, um, lymphoid mm-hmm. and, okay. and dump. The uh, yeah. it, it sacrifices itself, it eats it, it becomes infected, it goes to uh, all right, throughout your lymphatic system, and your body just gets rid of it, and yeah, does away with it. Okay. It increases phagocytic activity and uh, capacity of the monocytes, okay? So not just the, the, uh, the capacity of the macrophage, but also of monocytes. It, uh, it acts as an anti-inflammatory agent because of its regulation on cytokines. It also has an antioxidant effect to protect you or cells from not only react, uh, reactive oxygen species, but also reactive nitrogen species. It increases the activity of antioxidant proteins while decreasing oxidative stress. It increases the the production, the development of cytotoxic T cells. It induces Treg cell differentiation. So remember that's the T cell becoming a Treg cell, which monitors that mucosal lining and destroys anything that's that's going to get you sick it it also is involved in creating antibodies in particular immunoglobulin g igg mm-hmm. and remember we just got done talking about that mucosal lining and the respiratory tract and the nasal passages right. which immunoglobulin do we have in there we have iga and igg so that's huge again, I'll say it, it is used to help antibody production, particularly IgG. It helps the immune system recognize itself, the body versus other individuals, harm, potential harm. It increases the premature or immature B cells. So it increases your B cell count, which we talked about the T cells. Your B cells are another component of the adaptive immune system that make up like the macrophages and the monocytes. And okay, so it increases that count. It also is used in an enzyme, a zinc dependent enzyme called thymulin, which stimulates the T cell development within the thymus. Okay, it in other words, it is used as an antibacterial and an antiviral, it has those type of effects. As well as an antioxidant uh, effect as well and increases your antibodies as we talked about now that being said if you're
0: deficient what do you think would happen your immune system is just not going to pack that punch that it normally would you're not going to have all of your cells ramped up you're not going to have the T cells differentiating what they need to be after and what they don't need to be after and it's going to allow that that Virus to get stronger and 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 infect. That's right. Run them up. Can harm. Run them That's right. It also will decrease your thymic hormone levels,
1: so it affects the thymus. It will increase your risk for respiratory infection. All right. Which respiratory infection again is one of the leading causes. Primarily pneumonia is one of the leading causes for mortality and morbidity. Yeah. And. you not only have an increased risk for infection, but you also have an increased risk for oxidative stress. And therefore, you feel shitty. Alright? You're not functioning well, and your immune system sucks.
0: Yeah. Alright. Let's... You ready? Go highly suspect. <laughs> I'm not sure if we're allowed to do this, but we're going to go for it. Um, and this is the perfect one. I don't think you've heard this one. No, I haven't. I want a heavy level. Well, you, I was going to tell you that Honey Sextech isn't, isn't heavy metal, but here we go. Oh. Uh. No, what's your name? Oh, yeah. I
1: think
0: we've got... Oh! <laughs> I see what you've done there. That's... This one, man, fucking beautiful. That was awesome. That's the new album. All right, play the video, fucking up.
1: That's that was an awesome. <coughs> I like how you connected.
0: You bring it back, full circle. Full circle, baby. That's badass. All right. By the minutes. way, by the way, um, I, I'm not sure if YouTube is going to really let us play music like that. They might, they might, they might oh. just mute it. That's nah, possible. I don't we'll know figure if they're it full, out the whole thing. Uh Spotify maybe. Um I don't uh, know. they're just little blurs. Yeah.
1: It just plays a little bit of it and then we'll set up. They're
0: not so they're not heavy metal? No, they're not heavy metal. But they're not soft rock either. They're not soft rock either, no. And they're not alternative. They um, might be more alternative than what? Than, than what than either of the first two. Um yeah, I don't they're know, harder than that. I don't know. Uh, uh, they're better than alternative, bro. They've got to be a
1: lot. I mean, they've got to be rock. They've got to be a, a better form of rock.
0: They are a better form of rock. Yeah. yeah. We just secured our guest for later. Oh, we did? Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Do you mean today? Today. All uh, right.
1: Okay, so now the next step. We're going to go into selenium. Selenium is huge. Selenium is uh, one of the few nutrients that has a, an, a, an abundant amount of immunological effects. Uh, and basically, they help form and they come in the form of what's called selenoproteins. All right? And it is regarded universally as an antioxidant. So selenium is, is gigantic and it's huge. It's an antioxidant, and it also helps with thyroid. Ugh, I don't know why I can't talk. It's an antioxidant that's also used for thyroid hormone metabolism and enzymes. You know, the thyroid is an, is an important organ that does a lot of hormonal work. All right, so it helps create a lot of enzymes within your innate immune system uh those enzymes are heavily dependent on selenium all right to basically resist oxidation all right so yeah it supports that motherfucking natural kill killer cell function as well it supports leukocytes which include the the uh, macrophages and the the, uh, neutrophils and the monocytes. It increases your antibody production. Again, just like the other ones, right? It promotes T-cell proliferation, so it increases the production of T-cells, the growth, the development, right. and the differentiation of those T-cells. It acts as an antioxidant for enzymes that will inhibit free radicals and oxidative damage. That's the antioxidant effect, I mean, basically. Uh, a deficiency in selenium will, can increase one's mortality to COVID-19 in and of itself. Huh. Interesting, right? Yeah. That was an interesting blur in a, an article that I read. Uh-huh. Okay. It has antiviral effects as well. So it's not just an antioxidant. It could be used as an antiviral in addition to other nutrients like zinc. Taking copper and iron, so that antiviral effect is through its regulation of the T cells. It has a decrease. Uh, it decreases viral mutations as well. Mm. <laughs> That's fucking cool. All right, and it increases vaccine-induced immunity. Okay. Think about that. Not only does it decrease a virus's potential to mutate. Such as the COVID virus, right? Which was any virus. Well, yeah, but COVID was extremely mute, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. mutational. I
0: mean, it mutated all the time. All right. It seemed to speed up once we started throwing vaccines at it. Well, or is that just me. We're not going to go down that hole. That's
1: another <laughs> rabbit hole. What are you YouTube, damn it! But think about this from a perspective: like, it not only decreases its ability to mutate, but it also enhances one's vaccination. Right. Like. We haven't talked about that since we talked about what exercise does to your immune system. Uh-huh. Enhancing a vaccination.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, they should just be handing out selenium tablets to people when they get a vaccination. And those vaccinations are usually for uh, the flu virus. right okay. th- th- These articles. Uh, which flu, uh, the flu virus, is, is related to the COVID virus. It increases cytotoxicity of T cells and natural killer cells. Again... Cytotoxicity is the, the immune cell's ability to kill the cell that is a foreign invader or an infection agent, infectious agent. It prevents vasoconstriction and clotting, which occur during COVID. Yep. Ain't that cool? Yeah. That's cool. It increases glutamine peroxidase, which is an enzyme that protects you from infectious agents used primarily by neutrophils it decreases inflammation increases your antioxidant activity because it's it's sacrificing itself from the free from the free radicals so by doing that it increases your antioxidant activity and level it also increases cytokine and chemokine uh, uh, utilization through the immune system and it also increases your immunity against tumor cells hmm
0: where does this miracle drug come from? (laughs) Food. Food. (laughs) Food. Damn, stuff we've been eating for thousands of years. Well, selenium is a big one. Selenium is,
1: is hands down, one of the most important antioxidants that you can take. Uh And, again, it's found in your fruits your veggies, to a lesser extent, but it's found more more. so
0: in your animal uh, meats. Primarily, should I say? Oh, hold on, let me guess. Fatty fish, shellfish. And and organs. 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 Hold on. How about oh, you? Oh, that? yeah, yeah. Well, I was,
1: yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. So, what happens if you don't have enough?
0: Certain death. <laughs> An oxidative, um, slumber. Slumber.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's, I just, that's, I didn't mean to finish your yeah. words, but that's, that's kind of like our marriage, you know? Yeah. That's right. and and decreases your ability to fight off infection like because it decreases your immunity. It, uh, it impacts your ability to make these selenoproteins, proteins, which are utilized in enzymes and cofactors. Um, it also increases your ability, because you have decreased immunity, you're gonna have increased oxidative stress. It increases your risk for viral and bacterial infection. I, I, we just talked about it being an antiviral. So, uh, and, and that being said, the literature is pretty clear. That it increases your risk for COVID and for the flu. Okay. And which goes to the next part, if it increases COVID and flu uh, risk, then it also increases your risk for respiratory infection, which is COVID and, and the flu. Yeah. Bottom line. Okay. On to the next ingredient. Are we gonna do it? Dermal? No. Uh, no. Yeah, the- I didn't have anything nah, to do forget there. it. If yeah. YouTube's going to give us a hard time... They, they might, yeah. I I not, just, I'm just going
0: to press our luck.
1: You know, yeah, yeah, just leave it that way. We're about done anyway. Magnesium. Magnesium. That's right. It was one of my favorites. Is it? Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, magnesium is is pretty abundant. You can, uh, it, well, it seemed it, it's considered to be abundant, but for whatever reason, we always have a, a deficiency in magnesium. So people will oftentimes use Epsom salt to soak in or soak their feet in yeah. to help with the absorption of magnesium, the magnesium salts. In. And this is one element that is thought to be a contributor to Restless leg Syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody thinks, you know, uh, uh, that phosphorus is the, uh, no, I'm sorry, potassium is the, the, the issue with Restless leg Syndrome. It can be, but magnesium is a big component of it as well so but uh, that's another topic for another day so magnesium uh, can serve as a cofactor for enzymes and that is related to nucleic acid metabolism all right it helps stabilize nucleic acid structure mm-hmm. nucleic acid is the rna okay. dna okay it's involved in the uh Replication and the repair of DNA molecules. All right, and it limits oxidative damage to the to DNA. It plays a role in antigen binding from macrophages or to macrophages. Uh, so antigens will bind to macrophages. Macrophages, you know, they gulp them up, take them out. And that plays a role in that binding. It regulates the leukocyte activation. It's regulates, uh, apoptosis. Some people don't like apoptosis said that way, so they call it apoptosis. Uh, the P is silent. I've always heard it as apoptosis. Have you ever heard that word before? Yeah. 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 So cell death, uh, Programs cellular suicide. It says malfunctioning, malfunctioning, something's wrong with me. If I don't take myself out, I'll end up Taking out a bunch of people. So it's that cell, for comparing it to the military, you know, a that bacteria.
0: Or how Apple programs their
1: products, their cell phones. Oh, no, nah, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what you're going that way. Anyway, so. Pre programmed death. You have a virus, a virus infects a cell, or the enemy throws a grenade into the trench, and, you know, a colleague, a fellow soldier says, I gotta save everybody, so they willingly commit suicide by jumping on the grenade. So that cell gets infected by, by the virus or the bacteria and says, okay, instead of running amok and killing everybody, killing a bunch of people, I'll take my life. That way it destroys the virus or the bacteria. So it literally kills up. And, and this is one of the problems with cancer. Uh, they should do that as well. Uh, but those cells sometimes are, uh, are unable to commit apoptosis. So, they don't kill themselves. So, all they do is they, they, they become infected. They're not infected, but they uh, they mutate and then they just replicate, replicate, mm-hmm. replicate instead of like committing cellular death. It uh, is also used as a cofactor for antibody to make antibodies. All right. So, a cofactor means it's a part of the production of the antibodies biologically. And uh, it also, uh, well, no, that's about it. Um, So, pretty much the same thing if you are deficient in magnesium, which is hard to do because it's such an abundant uh, uh, mineral. Um, But basically, if uh, uh, you're deficient, you're going to have a weaker immune system and be more prone to infection. Okay, so now we can talk about polyphenols, particularly flavonoids. Polyphenols, Well, you have quercetin and you have flavonoid. And they're both a a part of the family of polyphenols. Polyphenols are an umbrella term for phytochemicals found within plants. And uh, they can provide a numerous amount of benefit, um, especially depending on the processing of that food or even the fermentation of that food. Uh, Believe it or not, fermented foods are very beneficial um, and then uh, the the processing of that food is also unlocks the nutrients that's available for your body to use. Uh, this is why you will find polyphenols in wine. Mm. Wine, wine will have an inherent amount of polyphenols, uh, as well as like sauerkrauts and kimchi and, and a number of other. Processors. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> Sauerkraut. Okay, so what do they do as a collection? The family itself. They uh, are used as antioxidants, your bodies. So these are the antioxidants that we're all talking about when we have fruits and vegetables. They act as, uh, they help calm down inflammation, so they have an anti-inflammatory role, turmeric, VN1. Uh, they have anti-cancer effect, or thought to have an anti-cancer effect. We've seen it in rat studies. Uh, So that's one possible avenue. They have an antibacterial effect, and they also serve as an antiviral effect as well. They increase the immunological responses of the immune system. They also, because they serve as an antioxidant, they also are are free radical scavengers. They will kind of float around until they're oxidized and they're used to basically as sacrificial lambs to, to grab that free radical, uh, and it sacrifices itself for the benefit of the group so the cell membrane isn't destroyed. They, uh, and so that's how they protect cell membranes. They are also a part of creating antioxidant enzymes, such as the other nutrients that we talked about. They decrease the production and infiltration of pro-inflammatory enzymes. Cytokines. Pro- I said said enzymes. I, 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 I'm sorry. They decrease the production and the infiltration of pro-inflammatory cytokines. Okay. okay? And that's why they have an anti-inflammatory role. They increase, this is neat, nitrous oxide production. Mm-hmm. Okay? Which, instead of vasoconstrict the, uh, the uh, arterioles of your body, they vasoconstrict the blood vessels. Uh, I'm sorry, they vasodilate the blood vessels. Yeah, they dilate, which means they open up those blood vessels so you can get increased blood flow by increasing the production of nitrous oxide through the producers. Uh, They also, and this is cool, flavonoids in particular will, will work with vitamin C, or your body will use flavonoids in addition to vitamin C in a synergistic effect to serve as an antiviral. And these antioxidants can also help renew other antioxidants such as vitamin C, selenium, uh, and vitamin E. Nice. Yeah, not bad, right? Yeah. So it's just another <laughs> example of how the body works together and how the body is dependent on other factors or biological compounds that to help express, to help the genes express um, its, its ability to stay healthy or to protect itself. Or to fight off and ward off anything that's
0: harmful. So, are there different kind of flavonoids and polyphenols? Mm-hmm. There's thousands. Okay. There's thousands of of, of
1: uh, polyphenols mm-hmm. of phytochemicals. You can find them in your. So most of the studies that look at polyphenols and find these different like antiviral, antibacterial effects, they do uh, they do them in like petri dishes that okay. we haven't. You can't take a human and put him in a lab and force them to have a certain diet. You just can't do it. It's not, um, it's not cool to do. Ethical? Not ethical. Just not cool to do. So a lot of this stuff is based off of epidemiological study, and it's also based off of uh, petri dish studies or of rat studies. Okay? Mm-hmm. And they basically will, you know, They can use RCTs with rats and say, okay, this rat showed this and this rat showed that from this nutrient. So, uh, like for instance, they could take a a bacteria, they could proliferate it on a petri dish, and then they would just douse it with some green tea. And then Mm -hmm. say, oh, there's something about the green tea that has this antibacterial
0: effect, which is great, but you have to be able to translate that into human trials or animal trials. Why can't you just take a human and tell him to eat this specific diet and not force him to live in the lab? You can, but there, that's,
1: that's just filled with a bunch of error because now you're relying on nutrition journals. Mm-hmm. You're relying on dietary surveys. You're relying on testimony of the person. And, right. and so are they telling the truth? Are they not telling the truth? Do they have access to the food? Do they not have access to the food? Um, well, or you can provide him with all the food. You can, but then and how are they? How are they processing it? How are they serving mm-hmm. it? How are they eating it? And and in the end, it's still it's still an epidemiological study. You're not there's not a cause and effect. You're not sitting them in in a cage and observing their behavior, taking blood samples every couple of hours or every other day, Ooh. you know, and knowing that you are controlling their nutrition you are depending on that person to control their nutrition and to report and then on top of that they're doing a number of other things that's why the healthy user bias is such a big deal are they running are they lifting weights are they just sitting on the couch you know are they drinking wine are they drinking tea are they having coffee are they drinking water with their meal are they um and are they seeing a therapist are they yelling at their their children or their parents are they, uh, are, they sur- are they smoking? Are they surrounded by, are they, do they live with somebody that smokes? Or do they go to school with people that smoke and are being exposed from a third-hand perspective? So there's just too many things that can pollute that. And if we could treat a person like a rat and put them in a cage, then it's a different story.
0: But you just can't do that. I was going to say, just, you, know, you don't have to live in the cage, but here's the rules. If you break them, we'll kill you. That's a different era, man. you That's... You sound, uh, we, we need answers. You ever thought about Russia? We need answers. Yeah. You know, but they don't want to share their information. No, I mean, have you thought about living over there? Because that's... Oh, I probably yeah, I don't think want to live over there.
1: That's an authoritarian move for sure. Um, um, last time, I mean, the Nazis did that. Mm. The Nazis did that. And... Not really pretty much frowned up. upon. Yeah. 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 You're not that way. You're just making jokes. You're just yeah, making yeah. light of it. Oh, yeah. But the bottom line is that it just... Listen, these nutrients, we've <clears throat> covered them all year long, more than a year. And the bottom line is that if you're nutrient sufficient, then you're going to be healthier and less likely to get sick. And you're going to have an easier time healing or recovering. If you're deficient, which is easier to do, it's harder to be to develop toxicity from right. these nutrients. It's easier to be deficient with these nutrients. So if you're deficient, you're in a lot of trouble, and your risk for for harm is so much greater, substantial. So why not just eat a good diet? Fruits, vegetables, meats. That's yeah. what I go for. Yeah. And you, And here's the the, the funny thing. You don't have to have 10 servings of fruits and vegetables to get this stuff. That's all.
0: Right. You know? So just do the it right it thing. It makes me wonder, how did I get sick this time around? I don't usually get sick, but this is, you know, this this got me. I'm like, okay, well. Uh, I thought you were just calling out to work just, just because. You know, we had gone two Mondays in a row where I didn't have to work. And then that third Monday came. I said, God, those last two Mondays were fantastic. I knew and it. Maybe I shouldn't go to work this Monday. A <laughs> Four-day work, um, yeah, four work week. Yeah, four-day work week. Yeah. I mean, that turned into, a, was it a 12-day month so far? Why not, <laughs> man? They do four days in Norway. Yeah. It's good enough for us, isn't it? Well, here's the problem. I still so got sick. Four-day uh, work week, you would think. Not getting sick here, but I still got sick. Well, you're also, you know, a dirty boy. So. Well, I think, you know what? What Lisa said. She, her thought was that I'm, I'm overtraining, under sleeping. And and you've done a lot of traveling lately too. This month. Yeah. So I mean, like, there is something to that.
1: You're probably jacking yourself up a little bit with that. The
0: well, traveling was last month. Um, Did we travel? Yeah, I don't think we traveled. I way. thought
1: you went out of town
0: for like a week or two ago. Well, I was out of town this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. But I was sick. I wasn't feeling good before we left. Mm. Um, in fact, on Thursday, I said, "I don't think I think I'm coming down with something," and started you know watching COVID testing and okay, it's okay so far. Made it through the day. Next day, felt better. Test it again just to be, make sure. I'm like, all right, good. And then it was that night, Friday night, Saturday morning, in the middle of the night, woke up like, oh, nope, not good at all. And, you know, again, that, over the weekend, negative test. Well, you would have never known it. I mean, you didn't look awful. You didn't look sick.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I don't
0: – you didn't even look run down. So whatever it was, it wasn't anything big. I, I felt – like I looked a little run down, um, mm-hmm. but then again, I was doing a lot of, a lot of FaceTime or um, was it was a selfie, selfie recorded uh, videos mm-hmm. and I could see my the bags under my eyes a little bit. I thought, ah oh, geez, I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking a bit run down. I yeah. would have never have known. Yeah. I just, maybe I chalk it Well, that's TV because TV. I, I don't wear my face mask properly and I usually cover my nose and my eyes. Maybe you're area. just a good liar too. I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. I think you're still bullshitting. You just took the day
1: off just to enjoy the. You get, you went. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. You went out of town. You're like, oh damn, I need a day off from going out of town. Vacation for the vacation. Yeah. No. Yeah. No one that we know are going to listen to us. <laughs> we only get tens of tens of views. So yeah. We're fine. Well, that's all right. No, no. Okay. So, uh, what do you think of this discussion today? The the immunity.
0: Well, it, it's it's pretty cool. It is all really nice to know and helpful. Uh, I hear like so many of these, uh, the micronutrients in our our heavy metals and all of our vitamins, they all work and they all do a number of different things, but they all work towards the same thing and they all do, a lot of them do the same things and Mm -hmm. help each other out. It makes me wonder, well, certainly that must part be to provide us alternative ways to get the job done. You know, if we're if we're low on selenium, or if we're low on vitamin D, or we're defi- you know deficient in one of these, we got other elements that back it up. But how many of those can we be low on before we break that threshold for somebody to actually get an infection? How many of these, how many deficiencies do you, do we know? We probably don't know, but is it possible to look at how many of these things are they deficient in? Is it generally just one, or is it more than one?
1: No, usually it's more than one. Okay. and The problem is with medicine, modern day medicine, is that we do a lot of, you know, CBCs. You know, we do a lot of like, you know, blood screens mm-hmm. for, you know, like iron and, and blood sugar and stuff like that. But we don't do a lot of nutrient panels. Mm-hmm. And nutrient panels are being pushed primarily by uh, functional medicine. Right. And so you'll see a lot of new physicians that are that are using nutrient panels, and they're looking at multiple nutrients and the connection to whatever it is, whether it be autoimmune or sickness right. or cancer or whatnot, and they're going about it from a more holistic perspective. The problem that you talk about is that uh, it's not mainstream. Right. Not everybody is doing it. And if everybody were, were doing it, it would bring more attention to the concern and you'd probably see a greater relationship. So hopefully that's the way medicine's going. But you can certainly have nutrient panels done right. and see am I, am I low, not just on vitamin D, but what are my own, you know, if I'm low on vitamin D and I hate fish and shellfish, I'm probably also low on vitamin E and I'm possibly mm-hmm. low. On my B vitamins, and I'm probably also low on, you know, my copper, and my zinc. Mean, that, that's that's a big chunk right there. Right, exactly. So I think you can surmise, or you could assume, that if you're low, you're deficient deficient in vitamin D, you're probably also deficient in several other things.
0: Right, and it takes it takes actual it takes the knowledge number one to know that what comes in your fish and shellfish, what and in liver. Yeah. Or organ meats. You know, What barns, are you getting yeah. from those? Yeah, okay. And if you're not eating any of those because you don't like them, and for a lot of people I can't blame them, um, I love fish and shellfish. You can supplement. I like organ meats, but how do they know to do that? How would they know what they're going to be low on by then Are not eating that because they don't have an idea what comes in the food packages? Well, I mean, with vitamin D, if you don't like the analogs, the supplements, you can also go out and get some sun exposure.
1: The right. sun is not bad for you, folks. We've been told that. And you've been told to wear sunblock, which guess what? A whole bunch of studies just came out and said, hey, listen, those ingredients in your sunblock, those are related to, uh, they're potentially
0: cancer-causing agents. Yep. Now, I've been saying it for years. I, I get a burned. Now, granted, I don't suggest getting sunburned because we you know that's not good, but I would get it burned. Somebody says, oh, Joe, you're gonna, you gonna—you need to wear sunblock. Why don't, why don't you put on sunscreen? I said, because that'll give you cancer. Half joking, but also my thought, my my minimal thought mentality was that what is this doing to my body? What if I'm putting, I'm lathering my skin, my my largest organ, in a chemical that changes what the how the body functions? That right. did not sound like a good idea. To For blocks, me. it's a it's yeah. No, it's the same thing as if you're talking about messing with your hormones using. Um, well, you are messing with your hormones. You are, yeah. But but I was going to relate it to um, what's like counterinceptives <laughs> um, and meta, uh, meta period type altering medications. Contraceptives. Well, awesome. contraceptives, is that what I said? Counterceptives. Contraceptives. Yeah. Thing, I guess. Um, and but but a lot of women who use them and they delay their periods for three months at a time. Ah, I'm sorry, ladies. I know it, they really really suck, but how how bad could that be for the body?
1: Well, they're not they're not taking contraceptives for that reason, they're taking contraceptives so they don't get
0: pregnant. Well, some of them definitely because they don't want to get pregnant. Oh, but they're they're dying, but there are other ones that do regulate, yeah, they regulate their menstrual cycle. Um, and, and it's like, well, yeah, it's great to have it four times a year versus 12 times a year. but Well, I, you know, bottom line is
1: I'm biased towards a naturalistic perspective. And it's very difficult or I'm very skeptical of anybody or any institution that tells me that something that occurs within nature or that is natural, naturally occurring, is bad for you. I have a hard time with that because I think time and time again over human history, we have discovered that things that are naturally occurring tend to be not only beneficial, but necessary. So again, you don't have to go out in the sun and get sunburned so badly that, you know, you start to, you know, uh, have purple skin and you start to, like, eat away at the skin Uh, or, or... but what maybe you should do is get enough sun exposure not only for vitamin D, but also to uh, develop what is now being called a, uh, a skin callus, a skin callus. There are some researchers that are talking about getting enough sun exposure so you callus your skin, meaning you darken your skin, to where you're less vulnerable to the
0: dangerous UV light, uh, light which can contribute to cancer. You're not talking about some of these little old ladies that look like they're wearing leather uh, jackets and skin, are you? <laughs> no, but if
1: you're, but you're the mean, beach in Florida. That's the discussion. That's the discussion is that you, you know, why do you shave the calluses off your hands and your feet? All your body, the reason why your body grows those calluses is because you're exposing that portion of your body to something rough, something hard, something that's breaking down the skin. So, you develop the callus as a way to protect that tissue. And here's cool. Here's something that's cool. Some studies have shown that calluses not only decrease your pain perception to whatever it is, and if we're talking about walking barefoot, it decreases your pain perception to rocks and sticks and stuff like that, or gravel, but it also enhances your proprioception, which is used for balance Ooh. and movement. Calluses do. Calluses do. But if you go to the podiatrist or you go to the salon and you have them shaved off, yeah. you know you're shaving down that protective skin and exposing new skin that is not quite ready to come to the surface yet. Yeah. And you just re- and, and therefore you've removed that protective element from your body. So some researchers are basically saying the same is true with the sun. If you expose your sun your skin to sun on a regular basis, not enough to where you burn yourself just enough that your skin darkens and gets used to the sun and may have more of a protective effect. An anti-cancer effect. Now, who knows if he's right? Or they are right. Um, For all I know, they could be wrong. But we do now know that the majority of sunblocks, pretty much every sunblock out there, has compounds in it that are carcinogens. So... Sunblock may not be the best thing, or maybe we just haven't figured out a list of ingredients that not only will protect you from the sun, but won't cause cancer. That's very viable as well. But the bottom line is we know that sunblock or certain sunblocks
0: can cause cancer. Well, I love getting sun, and I love being tan. Anytime I go for a run in the daylight, shirts off, you know, get that sun. I haven't got a sunburn yet while running, so that's good. Uh, I don't run for more than an hour at a time. And if
1: you're Tom Brady and you drink that much water, you won't get sunburned, according to Tom Brady. Huh.
0: I haven't seen research on that, but that's what Tom Brady said. I want to read, you read his book, right? I did, the TV 12, yeah. Uh, I'm about to, I, I would like to read it. Do you have it, by the way? Do you own it? Uh,
1: I, no, I didn't have
0: it. I oh, borrowed it from okay. somebody and I gave it back. Well, I'm about to possibly I, use my Audible. Um, no, I got a single credit because I didn't cancel my Audible subscription from last month, so now I've got another credit to I, earn, possibly I, on TV12. I want to say Tom read the book, Tom. so you'll hear that book. Oh, and really? Is, yeah. I mean, that's always a big sale for me. If, if the author reads it, I love that. I, I want to hear yeah. the author read their own book. Well, I mean, who doesn't want to hear Tom Brady talk? I would love to get paid to read other people's books, quite honestly, for two reasons because um, I'm getting paid, and it's a pretty easy job. Also, now I'm reading a book. No, it's not as easy as you think it is. It's it's like everybody thinks <laughs> that with acting, like
1: voiceover work. It's not. You have to provide subtext, context. I understand to, that. I mean... I can the, do that. The reason why the author always does a better job is because they wrote the damn thing. So they're True. speaking in the... And the manner in which they they have written it, the material, and, and they're telling you from uh, talking to you about their perspective. Uh, some dude who doesn't know you from Adam walks in and reads your your book. A lot of times, it doesn't carry the same perspective, the same context, the same tone, the same timing.
0: So I mean. It may seem easy, but there's much more nuance to, to that and of itself. I'm not going to say that I'm the greatest um, out loud book reader, but I definitely think I'm better than the average person.
1: Well, I will be honest with you. I think, you know, my voice sounds terrible and I apologize for people, but I, you've heard this a numerous times. I think you missed your calling. Not only do you have beautiful hands and should have been a full-time hand model. Just call me Costanza. Uh, I mean they're beautiful they're gorgeous uh you also have a great radio voice so you would be a great voiceover to be uh, honest with you I have heard that quite a bit yeah and you have awesome hair you should have been a hair model you could have been a third strike model slash voiceover what are you what the hell are you doing over here I don't know man I don't know what I'm doing in my life and you're getting to the age where all of that stuff's gonna break <laughs> down bro yep uh, it doesn't matter I'm jealous you know I, I wish I could be that talented but uh, maybe it is in your future. Maybe somebody will reach out to you to read a book of theirs.
0: If anybody's listening from Audible or any other, uh, you know, book reading agency, I am available. And you can find me here at Get It Raw. All right. Is that good? Are we done? Uh, I think that covers everything that we needed to cover. With that, um, I will just say that this this podcast of Get It Raw was brought to you by Me Paddle. <laughs> Somebody's new, uh, new kayak, mobile kayak rental business. That's good. We gotta get you to plug that in the beginning of the, the podcast, right? So, that, so way... that way, all the people who tuned out already said, right. this shit is deep, intense, or boring." Let's change it. <laughs> all right, man, we're good. Uh, well, everybody, take it
1: easy, um, do your body right, and uh, we'll see you next time. Okay?
0: Sounds good. Hey.